know Your ass better call somebody Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time. It's time. Ball junk. Episode 47. The Stefan LeBeau edition. Do you remember Stefan LeBeau? Frankie Knuckles. I don't. There is only one Stefan of the Montreal Canadiens I remember. And we've already done his episode. And that's uh, Mr. Very Richard, aware, right? Stefan Richer. Stefan LeBeau. Uh, he, uh, he was one of those wingers that was pretty offensive in, in junior and, you know, had a, a good run with the Canadians back in the, uh, early nineties, uh, at the peak of my, my fandom of that team. And, uh, even got a LeBeau Jersey, never saw another one for probably it took like 15 years before I ever saw another one. A LeBeau Jersey. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was my very first, uh, hockey Jersey that had a name and number on it. And I chose Stefan LeBeau. <laughs> so how's it going, man? We haven't uh, done a show since we did our uh, our picks, right? Our NBA picks? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of my first name and number jersey that I had. It was, uh, it was Dave Shaq. Snuggerud. I think was it, it was Dave Snuggerud? Who? Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, I think. like with Orlando? Yeah. Wow. The, the big diesel. I didn't know you were such a huge fan. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, but I am surprised. Like, I had other jerseys, just not with uh, name and numbers, I don't think. I understand. Anyway, you're Frankie Knuckles. I'm the Gas Man, and uh, we're here to do a show. Uh, we got a big show planned, man. We're, we're going to talk Space Jam. We're going to talk Space Jam. We're going to talk the new Space Jam. What's it called again? Is it Space Jam 2? Space Jam, A New Legacy. Space Jam, A New Legacy. A New Legacy. Uh, Let's see. We're going to, but we're going to begin with, like, the NBA Finals uh, just happened. The Milwaukee Bucks. Congratulations to your 2021 NBA championship. I thought you were congratulating uh, me because I said they were going to win before the playoffs. You did. And, it, and that came it. through and in I your, won. your picks, right? And you yeah. won. You were absolutely right. I didn't get congratulations to you. You uh, you deserved a ring, I think. Well, I got my money back. I ended up net positive for all of the sports playoffs in Euro, so not by much. That is good. I recouped all my losses over the course of the playoffs. So that's amazing news. Betting positive, which is good. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. You and Giannis Antetokounmpo. The, the Greek freak are like uh, forever entwined in history. I think I had said if I had to pick another aesthetic or team I would like, it would be the Bucks. Yeah. And if you could have asked me, what two teams do I want in the NBA Finals before the playoffs started? I would have said Milwaukee and Phoenix. Like, it's two of my favorite players, Drew Holiday and Chris Paul. One of them is going to win a title. Two cities that have never won a title. I, wouldn't, I couldn't have been happier. I was... Uh, would have been happy no matter who won. So, and I watched a lot of the playoffs this year. Now, I, I know you said that uh, game. Uh, I think you said game five. You thought was pretty terrible. Uh, what did you think about game six? Oh, it was really good. I I didn't. Yeah. Was game five terrible or was it four? Well, you said game five was terrible when we did uh, the uh, Black Widow film junk episode. I don't, I don't remember to be honest, but oh, okay. yeah, no, game six was great. Like Giannis was amazing. 
Drew was like so hit and miss. He was kind of the, a lot of sports stuff was talking about like how he could be amazing and then awful the next game, which kind of sucked. But I love Chris Middleton too. And uh, yeah, I'm really glad Milwaukee won. Sucks for Chris they, Paul because I'm a fan of his as well. But what are you going to do? Have they, like as Chris Paul said, what kind of injury he had or anything like that? Because I mean, I cl- clearly so. he was bothered by something. I don't know about that. You don't think you think he just Yeah. There were games where he was great and there were games that he was not. Yeah, just like other players. But I know wow. he was hurt earlier in the playoffs. I I hate injury talk. I hate that it's like, oh, they don't look right or something. No. You played. Sorry. It's over. But that was the one thing in our last episode how we said that, you know, injuries can happen and but and this year injuries happened in the playoffs. It was a lot, yeah. It uh, it changed uh, the direction of a of a lot of series. Um, so who who did you pick in our predictions to be in the finals? Was it the Bucks over the Lakers? Yeah, I had the Lakers over the Seventy Sixers, and boy was I wrong. Yeah, I mean, I still think the Lakers would have won if Anthony Davis didn't get hurt. But yeah, probably. I think most people. I'm not glad he way. got hurt, but I'm glad that. Uh... Phoenix got some love because I really enjoy watching that team play. Uh, so I, I, I want to, I got a few uh, NBA uh, scenarios to run by you. Um, now that the uh, playoffs are done. Unlikely scenario. Not quite. Okay. Right. No, 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 no. It's, it's not that exciting. There'd be a whole to do if we were going to do that, but uh, just want to get your opinion of things that are currently making the news in the NBA right now. Okay. All right, so do you think the Warriors have the best chance of landing Bradley Beal? Um, I know the offer right now is, is Wiseman and, and maybe Wiggins and some picks and that, but is there anything better out there for Washington right now? I don't know. It just sounds like when you hear whispers or whatever about he's going there, it seems like it's kind of a done deal. It, tends to always go in that direction. It's like the right. PR people and agents are, you know, it's their way of getting it out there and kind of making it. So I, I think we've talked about this a lot. It just kind of happens once it's in the ether and there's no going back. So yeah, it's, it will happen. Uh, so what do you think about uh, Chris Paul? Is he going to stay with the Suns? I know people have talked about the Knicks, the heat, uh, maybe the Lakers, uh, the Mavs. I do like the Mavs idea. Hmm. My my gut is telling me Lakers. So you think he'll forgo the $80 million from the Suns or however much it is and then take like 40 to go to the Lakers to win a title? That's my gut. I think he wants to win a title really badly. And I think it will affect his legacy. And, uh, will will you be happy for him if he wins a title with the Lakers? No, I will not. I guess I'll be happy in the sense that he's uh, will be getting the respect as a point guard or all time great that he deserves. But that's about it. Will Will you get a number three Lakers jersey with Chris Paul? Certainly not. No. Okay. Uh, so now if the CP three to the Lakers thing doesn't happen. Another thing that people are talking about is Russ Westbrook going to the Lakers, kind of the same scenario with CP three. Would he take less money to win a title and go play with LeBron? That is not happening. I, w- no. I firmly believe that 
LeBron and Westbrook could not coexist. I tend to agree with you. They are. Do you? Alpha do you? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Do you think the 76ers should trade Ben Simmons? Is it time to part ways? There is talk about maybe to the Blazers for CJ McCollum straight up, or do they keep Simmons and maybe try like a, like a sign and trade thing for Kyle Lowry and try to build their team and, and keep and keep Simmons? What do you think the 76ers should do with Ben? Well, I thought they were trading him for Damian Lillard, or that's what I assume is going to happen. And so, so that got out into the ether. Do you think that's what's going to happen? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, all right. And I wouldn't be surprised if they trade for Damian Lillard and then just sign Kyle Lowry. Um, what about uh, Kawhi? He's got a torn ACL. Probably going to miss all of next season. Um, does he opt out and leave the leave the Clippers? Is another team going to take a chance and sign him the way the Nets signed Durant, even though they knew he couldn't play? He will be with the Clippers. He'll stay with the Clippers. Yep. All right. So we we, we just talked about, about that. Unless unless he goes to the Lakers, that's the only thing I could see happening, other than him being with the Clippers. Um, we talked about Kyle Lowry, and you know, so the Raptors. This is a pretty important off season for them. I mean, right now they only have four players, I think, under contract. Um, I think it's uh, Siakam, uh, Van Vliet, uh, Anubi. And uh, I think there's one more guy, but I'm not sure. That's who all it they is. have four players. Yeah, so they don't have a lot. They've got a lot of cap space right now, so they've got the number four pick. Did They're they fucked. keep it? Do they trade it? Do they try to sign Lowry long term? What do you think they do? Uh, you cannot sign Kyle Lowry long term. No, he's not that good, uh, and he's old, and you kind of got to keep the pick. I don't think anyone's going to go there as a free agent. So you either, the only thing that makes sense for me for the Raptors, if they started targeting Canadian players, I've, I know people have said this forever, but people who, you know, there's a lot of NBA players who grew up around Toronto now trying to bring them in. Like that's the strategy I'd be going for if I was GM because go after Wiggins, go after RJ Barrett. I w- I would want Brooks. I would be doing everything I can to get Brooks. That is yeah. the kind of guy I want on my team from Memphis. One hundred percent. That's if I was GM for the Raptors, I would be doing whatever I can to get him. Brooks Lopez. No, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, th- no one's gonna go play there. Like, it worked out really well a couple of years ago. So it's, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I, it tends to be going more in the direction of stars wanting to play in bigger places. That's why the honest thing is awesome too, that he stayed in Milwaukee. I love it. I couldn't the tax thing. Yeah. Like the tax thing to play in Toronto is also kind of a, uh, a thing. Cause you know, you got to pay taxes twice. Yeah, they should figure out a way to, let the books even out on that somehow. Like, it seems weird that. Uh, yeah. I think uh, that's the reason why, you know, like a, a lot of uh, um, the, the Canadian NHL teams end up overpaying for players because they know that they have to kind of make up for the extra taxes or whatever. But anyway, finally, there are reports that have surfaced that the Pelicans have generated traction in talks that would see them send Eric Bledsoe and the number 10 pick to Memphis in exchange for the number 17th pick. 
So trading down just to get rid of Eric Bledsoe is pretty funny. Is that yeah. is that going to happen? I hadn't heard that. I wouldn't do that, to be honest. I think they're he's not amazing, and I know his defense hasn't been that great, but he's not as bad as everyone seems to think he is. Like guys on the team are just as bad as him that I from the game <laughs> I watched. So I I guess I would not do that. Um, Willie Green was named their new head coach, who used to play for the New Orleans Hornets when. I don't think he was playing when I went and saw them, but uh, I love Willie Green. I, I love that hiring. I, I, oh, so you're excited about that? That's yeah. good. I always, yeah i I always liked Willie Green, and uh, I think he'll be a very good coach. And other than that, like I'd be trading Zion Williamson as soon as you can. That's oh, I'd be getting out real, right now. <laughs> He's that's interesting. All I hear, it's already started. Every uh, like news outlet is like, oh, Zion's unhappy. Zion's unhappy. Get him out while you can. Get everything you can because it's a matter of months before he's asking to be traded, I think. You, uh, do you think that he's going to have a short NBA career? Not necessarily. Or do you, think he'll, it's, you don't think the injuries will? No, I just think it's one of these things already – he said he wanted to like be there when he got drafted. Like what else are you supposed to say? And now I think there was rumblings. His parents were saying, or his family was saying he's unhappy and all this stuff. So I don't know. I hope it turns around this year and that's not the case, but things, when was the last time there was like this rumor or traction about something in the NBA and then it reversed and it was like, Oh no, that it turns out that was great all along. Because the, the case you could point to is like everyone thinking Giannis would leave and then he stayed, but he never bought into those rumors or those things were, he made sure they didn't even get put out there. So if they're being put out there, like they all, the, all these circles interconnect and it's done. It's already done. That's the way the world works now. It's already done. So do what you can. Maybe That's why you're such an accomplished gambler. You already know. <laughs> Well, it just feels like that's the way it goes. As soon as it's out there, it happens every time. So, I and get I'm, it. I'm curious to hear if there are exceptions to that rule, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm, I'm sure there are, and uh, you've probably blocked them from your mind anyway. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, I would. Uh, everyone hates the Pelicans. The media, like, they talk shit about them constantly. They're, they get made fun of. Like, it's not, it's not good. There's nothing you can do. I understand, and I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> there's 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 plenty of room on uh, on the Lakers fan side if you want to if you want to come over to the good guys. Oh, I'm good. You're all right. Yeah, I would stop watching the NBA <laughs> before I gave up on my team. Like, it would be like, okay, I'm done with sports or the NBA or whatever. And then right. as long as I'm watching, that is my team. I understand. So speaking of uh, supporting or not supporting your teams, uh, there was another championship that was doled out uh, just recently. The Stanley cup was awarded to the Tampa Bay lightning. Very exciting. I thought for... you were going to go to Euro cup, a victorious one. You're you had two teams in huge championships. recently. Oh, I know. And we'll, we'll, I'll get to the the Euro Cup. You don't you don't need to worry about that. We'll yeah. we'll talk about that. 
Um, but yeah, so we just had the uh, Stanley Cup final, and for you know maybe some people in Canada, the majority in, in Quebec got super excited. Uh, an unlikely and a tremendous Stanley Cup run for the Montreal Canadiens. You know, uh, a team that I grew up uh, loving. Um, just had a, an out of nowhere run to the finals, kind of like reignited uh, the fan base that, had, you know, I would say they've been pretty stagnant over the last few years. Um, you know, my interest in the, the NHL has, you know, as I've talked about that before, you know, I'm not really a fan of Batman and, and uh, you know, so many strikes over the last, uh, um, you know, 20 years or so. And, you know, I still think their idea of, player safety is kind of a joke but uh, and so you know I, I kind of became a casual NHL fan at best but this this run by the Canadians kind of dragged me back in it kind of sucked me back in to the point where you know I would watch the games and and if they got scored on I would turn the game off and like actually leave the room not just turn the tee up. Like I would a superstition thing like yeah I would change rooms where I was because I was I was you know, I I didn't want to get sucked in, but I got sucked in, and you know what? It was it was pretty exciting, and I think, um, I think fans of that team should be pretty happy with what happened. I mean, you know, most people didn't think they'd get out of that first round. You know, they eliminated the Maple Leafs, which is a huge thing for that that rivalry, and so pretty exciting. And a couple of days ago, uh, the Canadians drafted a hockey player who had asked not to be drafted because he didn't feel that he was mature enough to enter the NHL. And, you know, people that know why uh, he chose not to enter the the draft is, 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 it is what it is. You know, he, it's some pretty questionable behavior. (laughs) It's not great behavior. And, uh, you know, a kid probably didn't handle, uh, you know, everything as, as well as he, uh, as he probably should have. But uh, anyway, like he decided for himself that I'm not ready. Clearly, I need some time. Don't draft me. Then the Canadians kind of rewarded this kid and drafted him with their first overall pick. So now he's a first overall draft pick. And, you know, it's, it's problematic. And it kind of bugged me that, you know, they would they had all this goodwill from this Stanley Cup run. And, you know, they had a prepared statement ready, so they knew that there yeah, was going to be a lot of backlash. From and just their... like when I said questionable, I was being sarcastic. Like he did some, he did awful things, right? Like yes, yes, yeah. what he did was pretty was was terrible. And uh, you know, we don't want seventeen year old hockey players having that kind of behavior at all. And you know, they should, you know, they need to be brought up better and coached better and raised better, and to not have, not think that kind of a thing is is okay. Um, but anyway, so the Canadians drafted him and it really bummed me out. You know, I have friends that have, who are, who are parents and they have daughters and I can understand how that would be disappointing for them to, uh, see that this kid get drafted. And then I really started to think about this management team that is with the Canadians. And like I said, like, I haven't been that big of a fan. I haven't really followed the team, but there's been a, a few things under this specific management team over the last five years or so, which I would say is problematic. Like um, they had a player named Alex Galchenyuk, who um, at the time his then girlfriend was arrested and charged with 
uh, alleged domestic abuse. And the player was forced to apologize for being a distraction, even though, again, he did nothing wrong. Um, and that kind of sucks. You know, they were interested in a player by the name of uh, Slava Voinov, who was suspended from the league for domestic violence. Um, they hired a goaltending coach named Sean Burke, who also has a history of domestic abuse. And they were interested in signing uh, a player for, that the New York Rangers had released from his contract named Tony D'Angelo, who has a history of fighting with his teammates and using slurs and not a whole lot of great behavior from this guy. Then they draft this player uh, who did this kind of disgusting act, not really kind of, but did a disgusting act uh, and actually went against his wishes to be drafted. And then we also think about this same general manager, Mark Bergeron, who in 2010 was part of the Blackhawks organization And at the time, there were accusations and allegations of sexual abuse uh, against their players from one of their conditioning coaches. And this was thought to have been covered up by their management team. Now, all of this stuff, like individually, it's bad. But all these things from kind of one guy uh, is, is terrible. And like... It uh, it just I've gotten to the point where like I just don't think that I can ever actually go back. It's too much, and you know I think my fandom for this team kind of stopped after the great Saku Koivu left the team back in two thousand and nine, and like I just don't think I'm ever going back. Like unless there is a huge a massive change, right? There's there's way too much, man. Yeah, I. Look, if you if you're out, you're out. Uh, doesn't sound. I didn't know about most of the stuff you're talking about. To be honest, I don't follow hockey uh, at all, really. But you know, I guess you're a Sabres fan now. <laughs> That's right. I did, and I just like I think the NHL should have stepped in and said, you know what, this kid doesn't want to be drafted. Nobody should draft this kid. You know, yeah, if he I, wants, if he wants some like help, a bunch of PR garbage, like trying, like I, I don't know, I. I like the idea of saying I'm not going to be drafted, like just seems like a, a PR move. He was instructed to do. You and, totally could be right. No, yeah, like, I, I'm, not, I, I'm just saying that's, it sounds like a bunch of weird stuff going on there. I don't know much about it, to be honest. You know, like if, if, and if I think the NHL should have, you know, just said, you know what, don't draft this guy. Um, if he's going to earn another chance, then, you know, let's, let's, get this kid and do some therapy let's get him somebody to talk to let's let's kind of set an example for this kid instead of allowing him to become a first overall draft pick into the nhl and like this whole that past is going to be tied with him forever yeah you know so i don't know it's 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 super disappointing i'm disappointed in the team that i used to cheer for i'm disappointed in the nhl and i just i don't know i i think i'm kind of done with with it all and it's disappointing but you know what will the episode numbers become like i said you know we're anything before 2009 is is wonderful is solid by me you know like again like when saku koivu signed with the anaheim mighty ducks the the franchise just folded as far as i'm concerned all right and that's that's where we'll go Anyway, it, it just it kind of just bummed me out, and I've had a lot of people asking me about what I thought about it. So, 
you know, it stinks. Okay. But yeah. you know what doesn't stink, Frank? Oh, I got to interrupt. Sorry. It's well, like they heard, they heard us talking 13 minutes ago. Uh, okay. Adrian Woj. I'm just going to, I can't even pronounce Wojnowski. Yeah. Uh, Memphis is finalizing a trade to send Jonas Valanciunas and 2021 number 17 and 51 picks to New Orleans for Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, 2021 number 10 and 40, and a protected 22 first round pick via the Lakers. So Lakers, wow. your team got pulled in too, but uh, I love Jonas Valanciunas. I'm in. That's you. I know you do. <laughs> I thought he was great. And you know what? Last year, and they well. still and they still got a first round pick, and they got a second round pick this year too. So yeah, out of it. not a top five pick. Like they're kind of crapshoots, to be honest. So right, you know, ten, seventeen really doesn't make that much of a difference. They got a player you liked, and I don't know how you felt about Bledsoe or Stephen Adams. I like. I know Steven you like. Adams. Yeah, but I mean, in some ways, Valanciunas is a more offensively skilled Stephen Adams. So I mean, yes, I would agree. Less, less hairy. Yeah, but I, I, uh, it's better than what you had kind of alluded to. Although that was right. buried in there somewhere, but uh, yeah, I'm in. And apparently, Aaron Rodgers has set up a deal to set up his departure after this year. So he looks like he will be staying in Green Bay this year. Well, if I'm I forget, so and- sick of hearing about, I cannot say how much I am tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. Let me just make a, a note for the gas pedal, and I'll try to remember not to ask my Aaron Rodgers thing. You can still ask. Him. You never know. <laughs> All right. Oh. But uh, so we go from something that I was disappointed about to something that I was ecstatic about. Euro 2021 champions, the Italians. Mm-hmm. What a run. Unexpected run. Like probably one of the – Seventh or eighth uh, top teams expected to to win it all, and uh, you know the 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 other conference, you know, was kind of a joke, right? You know, but uh, it, it was it was crazy to see the Italians and England playing in the finals and going to kicks again. Oh, penalty kicks! I hate penalty so kicks, stressful. but those were exciting penalty kicks like it was so stressful i i feel bad for the uh uh the english players who uh were were kind of brought in on cold legs to take those kicks you know like questionable management decisions on Almost, uh, like, on part of england it was in at wembley too right like that's so yes man i i'm a born choker <laughs> like if we i joke <laughs> about it all the time i can't even imagine <laughs> what i would do in that scenario the uh yeah the 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 pressure of those very young uh, kids who were part of uh, the England team who were who were tasked with uh, uh you know scoring those penalty kicks pretty crazy um you know but, unfortunately uh, for them yeah i mean i bet on italy when they were down one nothing and i bet the wrong thing when i <laughs> oh no i i bet the full time result not to win the match by accident and I'm an idiot, so I didn't. So you didn't get anything out of that. I'm sorry. No, it's, I, I was stupid. <laughs> but uh, congratulations. I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It uh, it was it was a wonderful thing to to happen. 
It might be, um, like, I know people care about Euro Cup, but just like compared to the World Cup to me, it just seems like so much lower tier. But I don't think that's the case for people in Europe. Well, yeah, I mean, they're just there are some pretty exceptional teams in South America mm-hmm. when it comes to like the World Cup, right? Like Brazil and Argentina and like, you know, even even Chile. Um, you know have very competitive teams and you know when you take those teams out you know uh, i get why it, it doesn't have as much uh hype and of course no canada or the usa <laughs> mm-hmm. even mexico mexico is pretty good too uh so but yeah congratulations to italians everywhere and to you thank you i appreciate that you want to talk space jam frank let's review space jam oh what uh, what an idea to uh, uh, to do! I'm glad you guys decided not to do Space Jam: A New Legacy on 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 Film Junk, and it allowed us the opportunity to talk about these movies on this show. So, Space Jam, in a desperate attempt to win a basketball game and earn their freedom, the Looney Tunes seek the aid of retired basketball champion Michael Jordan. Frank. What did you think about Space Jam? I've never been a huge Space Jam fan when it came out. Since then, this was probably my most enjoyable watch of Space Jam I've ever had. I bought it on 4K, uh, unjustifiably for thirty dollars. So I maybe there was a bit of a uh, like a force feed here, but I have to say, like eighty minutes long, uh, pretty. I actually like the script to some degree, like comparing it to the new one. There's some ins like, I like that they incorporate the, the baseball stuff. And I really like that Michael Jordan hates that everyone's nice to him, even though he sucks at baseball. Like I, I like that element. I like that. It, there's some nods to um, him gambling <laughs> with raising the stakes with the Monstars and stuff like that. Like, Oh yes. It, it's, I think Michael Jordan is a much bigger star, maybe not bigger star, but I don't know, more presence on camera than LeBron. Uh, I, th- I don't think he's great either, but I think he's better than LeBron. And I think it feels like the, the Looney Tunes and Jordan are kind of on a level playing field in this, like in terms of how much uh, camera time they get and what the movie's about, where in Space Jam just like, I guess Looney Tunes are not that popular anymore. They're not really part of the movie at all, really. Like they're kind of almost not there. Uh, and it's more about other Warner brothers stuff, but I was reminded, like everyone's talking about how commercial the new one is and like kind of shamelessly commercial for Warner brothers. But this movie was extremely commercial too. Like the soundtrack was a big deal and it was really a kind of a marketing thing for the NBA and uh, Michael Jordan. But it still feels like more of a movie to me. Like it, it it's, I not, it's not completely great, agree. I, Bill Murray is every scene with Bill Murray is gold. He, I, he bats a thousand in this movie. I, uh, the last time I saw space jam was in the theater when it first oh, came okay. out. And, uh, and I don't remember liking it all that much. Uh, however, um, like this was really rewatchable like you said 80 minutes you know like uh there isn't a lot of drag to it you know like uh i thought the baseball stuff 
which I completely forgot about was hilarious. And the fact that he kind of, you know, I guess, did he poke fun at it? I would think so. I think so. And, like uh, he had a sense of humor about himself for sure. Right. And, uh, uh, did not remember Bill Murray being in this movie and he was incredible. Like, yeah, you're right. Every scene that he was in was, was very funny. And, uh, I, I felt, uh, I felt their use of the actual Looney Tunes characters in this were, were really good. Um, you know, I, 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 I remember, you know, the, the nineties aesthetic for the Looney Tunes, um, especially on clothing where, oh, yeah. you know, you could, you, could get, <laughs> you could get t-shirts of the Looney Tunes wearing like hip hop clothing and baggy jeans and baggy, you know, backwards hats and stuff like that. And that was kind of a, a thing for a very short period of time. And I was concerned that that was going to be in this movie everywhere, but it really wasn't. Um, uh, I thought the music was going to be uh, tough to get through, but I liked it. Also, <laughs> it also was not, I, I enjoyed the use of the music and uh, cause yeah, I was just, I was so worried that it was going to be two, two nineties. And I think, uh, part of me felt that way because before I sat down to watch this, I watched the HBO Woodstock 99 documentary, <laughs> yeah, which, which was a lot of bad, uh, nineties aesthetic that you got to, that I got to relive. And I was concerned about watching space jam, but it, but it wasn't, you know, I've always been a big fan of the Warner brothers, Looney Tunes characters. You know, when I was growing up, uh, I had an Elmer Fudd t-shirt, um, <laughs> I also like I had like all of the golden collection on uh, VHS and then I even bought the golden collection on, on DVD. Um, I was just found those cartoons to be very funny and, you know, not specifically meant for, for kids. And, uh, and yeah, I like a lot of those characters, you know, like a huge fan of foghorn leghorn and, uh, and the hound dog that they always beat the shit out of each other in every, every episode of their cartoon. Yeah. I was really big into Looney Tunes too. I loved, yeah. did you get into the, do you remember the baseball cards where it was up oh, yes. baseball cards, but with Looney Tunes, I loved those things. They were in, my- I had the set. Yeah. And, uh, I was really big into Looney Tunes as well and had some, I had like a, just a Daffy duck t-shirt that I loved. I think I'm wearing it in a picture on Instagram while I'm being held by King Kong at universal studios. But, nice. uh, the, um, but space jam, I still don't like it. Like I would give it a three out of five. I'm trying to figure out what that would be out of two balls. It's, it's tough. Uh, but what did you think about the introduction of Lola bunny? Uh, I, I liked Lola bunny, I guess. I, I don't know. Didn't feel out of place or, I think was that the first time she'd ever been in anything? Like it's kind of as weird. far as I'm oh, okay. as far as I know, yeah. I think yeah. she was kind of created to try to get obviously get young girls to come oh. see Space Jam as well. And I didn't know that. Uh but yes, yeah, I thought she fit in fine. Like I I don't find it funny other than Bill Murray. I don't find it uh I hate if there's one thing I hate about this movie, it is the like three D animation was becoming a big deal. And mm-hmm. having, they have like this procedural shadowing on the Looney Tunes characters to make them look more 3D. I hate that. It looks awful. It's aged terribly. I hated it at the time. I hate it now. It is a terrible aesthetic choice. They should be like just pure 2D animated characters, uh, like in a, 
Mary Poppins or bed knobs and broomsticks or something like that. Like that aesthetic choice by Warner brothers to try to appeal to 3d animated movies is awful. And they should uh, deeply regret it if they don't already. And uh, I don't, I don't even, I didn't even notice. Oh, I, it drives me crazy. And I talked to Dax about it and he said, Oh yeah, but I remember thinking the same thing then. And now we saw the new one together at the theater and we were talking about it. So, uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's awful. Oh, it looks so bad. Um, I think my my favorite part about this movie is how they, when it came to the actual basketball game and how they dug deep into every Looney Tunes cartoon and pulled out every other side character, minor character from every cartoon and put them in the crowd. Like characters that were just in one, you know, famous episode and then put them out there. And I, I was fascinated going through the crowd and trying to pick out the characters, remember which episodes that they were in. It's interesting that you say that because obviously everyone is talking about in the new one that the crowd yes. is like every Warner Brothers property ever. Yes. And I guess I never really noticed what you're talking about in the original. I mean, I noticed it, but I wasn't like looking for characters. I, I guess, like you said, you're probably bigger into the cartoons than I was. But I guess it kind of makes sense in the new one from that perspective. Like if maybe people did that with the first one and they thought they should do it again, but I will say, I mean, we're not into the new review yet, but I think it did a better job of doing creative things with the Looney Tunes. Like I actually feel the original, like, the original or the new one, the new one. I feel like the first one is kind of just recycling bits from the cartoons instead of coming up with new ideas where like the multiplying the multiplier. And there's a, in the new one, there's a few Looney Tunes ish ideas that are new that I think are better uh, than the ideas in this one. This is just kind of like a, a greatest hits package with Looney Tunes. And in my opinion, not even the greatest hit. So um, it's okay. I like the movie. It's an easy watch. That's the, the best compliment I can give it. I, and I honestly, I think it, for me, it totally held up, you know, like as a, as a, older gentleman um i was not at all bored by this and uh, and i was actually entertained by it and um surprisingly entertained by it yeah i mean the other nba players i i was like larry johnson was my favorite player at the time probably when this came out yeah that was the other thing you know i had a grandmama poster on my wall like and there's some inside jokes with that stuff that really Sean Bradley that really fall flat with the other uh, yes. players. Um, but uh, yeah, Sean Bradley, what that was an interesting choice. Oh yeah. For, for NBA talent to steal. <laughs> yeah, I think he was just like very recognizable at the time. And yeah, like I they obviously went right. for the, well, and they had the tallest and the shortest and the biggest, like, like Charles Barkley was like a, a big guy. True. I think it was, so was Patrick like, about like taking, like caricatures almost like almost most cartoonish character, well-known people in the NBA and applying them. Not that I it makes that much sense to me, but I I'm guessing that's what they were doing. How did you feel about Michael Jordan's acting? Uh, started off. Okay. Kind of got worse as it went on. Anything with the more green screen stuff there is, the worse it gets. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Wayne better Knight. than LeBron's though. Way better than LeBron's. Yeah. I didn't even think LeBron was that bad in Trainwreck. I kind of liked him in, tra- in Trainwreck. 
What about uh, Wayne Knight as uh, Stan? Forgot he was in it. Not that crazy about him. Right. But Bill Murray. Yeah, me too. Everything, I kind of forgot a lot about that. I don't, I don't do defense. Like I remember just loving that line. And my favorite part of the movie by far is uh, the last shot of the movie when Bill Murray says, let's go Bulls. And then he makes like this weird face. He was like, like you can look up a gift for it. It's amazing. That's my favorite thing in the movie. I worked at the movie theater when this came out. I would go to the theater early just to see that face <laughs> as many showings as possible. It is the best thing in the movie. Hands. I don't know. It's one of those weird things. Like, how did this even get in the movie? It doesn't make sense. It's perfect. Well, he does love Chicago. Yeah. I forgot he was number 22 as well. My number. Yeah. Wow. No wonder you love it so much. I wish I, I, I would give Bill Murray six out of five in Space Jam, but he's only would you three cons- minutes. Um, would you consider getting a Toon Squad jersey with number 22 on the back? You know what? I was kind of rolling my eyes when you said it, but when I think about it, I might. I just might. <laughs> That's the best. Good idea. <laughs> it's a pretty good idea. So, so Frank, any any final thoughts on Space Jam? It was a a nice, enjoyable experience on 4K. What uh, what do you give it out of two balls? Unfortunately, if I have to lean one way, I will lean down and it will be a one ball out of two. Well, I will give it two balls. Two full balls? Two full balls. Wow. I'm going to give it the uh, the Lenny Dykstra and you can give it the John Cruck. That's correct. Um, all right. So let's move into Space Jam, A New Legacy, A Rogue Artificial intelligence kidnaps the son of famed basketball player LeBron James, who then has to work with Bugs Bunny to win a basketball game. Frank, what are your thoughts on Space Jam, A New Legacy? It is not good. The weird, no. the weird stuff I like. I like the weird people around the court at the game, like the Mr. Freeze in the robe and stuff like that. Like, right. It feels like... I guess in some ways it kind of makes me barf in my mouth because it feels like an <laughs> attempt to go viral and have people like take screen caps and laugh at it because it's pretty low budget, the costumes people are wearing. So I'm kind of mixed on it, but in general, I like it. I love my favorite section of the whole movie is Looney Tunes characters in other movie properties like Mad Max, Austin Powers. Right. Um, that three minutes is incredible. I love that. I have notes on, on how great I thought that that part was. The, I mean, the, my favorite of Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner and them in Mad Max was so um, good. And Coyote doing the spray. The War Boys thing. Yeah. It was uh, the Casablanca thing was good. Austin Powers, uh, The Matrix, uh, Game of Thrones. And then, of course, the, the DC Universe. The one big difference between Space Jam and Space Jam A New Legacy no Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, I think that's been discussed quite a bit. Yeah, problematic character maybe, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was uh, removed. So the one thing I noticed in this movie is that for a good chunk of it, LeBron is kind of a dick. Like in ter- like with his kids, you mean? Or yeah, like he was kind of a dick at the beginning to his kids, and then towards yeah, the end, he was kind of a dick. 
that's his redemptive arc, I guess, in the movie. But again, this movie must be about family. Every movie today must be about family. That's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. About. Um, and being blatantly commercial about Warner Brothers stuff. Like it, it's, that's what I mean. The first one's commercial too. It, like it, but it kind of hit it better. It was like at least trying to be a movie in some ways where this feels like it's just trying to be like a, an IP or people to talk about LeBron. But I did, uh, I didn't like anything else really in the movie. I didn't like the, the 3d. Ver- I like the look of the 3d characters, but I did not like the game. I didn't like the, the monster or what are they called in this? The, the goon squad. Is that what? Yeah, I think so. I like the animated versions of the NBA and WNBA players. I thought were really bad designs. Like I did not. Yeah. I I didn't like that either. Um, Although I did like LeBron as a Looney Tunes character. I did did enjoy that, that sequence as well. I like that. uh, I thought it was a good version of LeBron as a Looney Tunes character. That worked. um, Both of these movies, you know, not a lot of time spent in space. That's a good point. Considering they're called Space Jam. (laughs) That is a very good point. None in this one, to be sure. But in the well, I I guess I guess it's yeah, they were, isn't it? Technically, like yeah, I suppose they were flying around in Marvin's ship. Oh no, they 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 come from space and capture him. Sorry, yeah, that that is. I'm an idiot. Um, Looney Tunes. The Looney Tunes world was in the center of the globe, right? When they that's true. Yeah, yeah. Bill Murray or something. Okay, no, that does make sense. Space Jam One is in space. This game is in or movie is in cyberspace. Oh, they missed an opportunity. Cyberspace jam. Um, uh, what do you think of John Don Cheadle? I, I didn't like him in it. Like, no, me again, either. It's kind of green screen performing and he's really amping it up trying to, uh, I think sell it because it's not very good writing, but, uh, I think he was having fun, but I didn't like him in it. And I did they, uh, the concept. I, I really didn't like, I didn't like the look of it. I did not like that. It turned into a, a video game version of basketball where it's like style points and all this stuff. I mean, everything about it is for kids. Like it's not for me, obviously. Uh, and it shows and I don't like it as a result. Yeah, I understand. Um, the one thing that I was worried about in the original space jam, they actually did in space jam and new legacy by giving them that nineties aesthetic in, in that one scene where Porky Pig was rapping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Notorious P.I.G. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the uh, the Michael B. Jordan appearance? Uh, I think I said this on Film Junk. Like, when he enters the room, it is such a glaring difference of, like, s- screen presence and <laughs> performance, even though he's kind of playing himself. Him juxtaposed against LeBron, it's like just showing how bad this movie is. Because when he's right. in it for a second, I'm like, this guy, this guy is so much better than everyone else in this movie in a minute. It just makes me so aware of how bad the rest of the movie is. Just by standing there, right? Yeah, you know, like, like he, yeah the gag um, was funny. Like he, he commands like the screen when he's on there and like he, he belongs in the movie. Uh, and I, uh, I, I did appreciate. His reference to Friday Night Lights, though. Yeah, that was in there. There was lots of sports references. There was the anything's possible. I can't remember who said it, referring to Kevin. Oh, I, I believe it was Ernie Johnson's co-host. Oh, right, right, right. 
uh, Lil Rel, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so what, what did you think about all all of the Warner Brothers properties being at the game? Like they not only did they go with cartoons like the Hanna Barbera characters, Jetsons and Scooby Doo and all that, but they they really went with the movies like you know King Kong and Iron Giant and like the the Batman 1960s show the mask it yeah i Uh, like i said i liked it as a conceptual weird thing um i don't know if i liked it as much in practice but i don't know i i know that's the polarizing thing about this movie but i kind of liked it because it's just really weird and i i think again i don't like that it seems like a blatant attempt to have people freeze frame it and like count all the references that makes you want to barf, but right. the weirdness of it, I like. And that neither one of these movies really used Michigan J frog at all. And that really kind of bummed me out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's like the Warner brothers guy, right? He's the frog. WB. He was the WB. I'm sure. And, uh, didn't use him. I found it uh, disappointing. Yeah. The powers, I'm thinking of some of the other power stuff like Dame Lillard and the, the, the stop time. Cause it's Dame time. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. Um, I, don't, I don't really understand why Diana Tarasi was a snake. Yeah. I don't know. Either. I, I, I don't the stuff. Yeah. The NBA hybrid superhero stuff is just like very strange and uninteresting to me. Like uh, it was not good. I just ultimately I, they should have just had a regular basketball game. I thought the, I know it's there so that the son makes his own game and LeBron sends him to E3 design camp uh, by the end. But that stuff felt really, really foolish compared after just watching the first one when it's so much easier to fall. Like we know the tune squad is going to win, but to have it like be a thousand and something to 30 at halftime just seems dumb. And uh, LeBron's son was really dumb in this movie. In what way? Just, he was really easily manipulated. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's young, but uh, but he really he can make a really good video game for someone who's I don't know twelve or however old he is. Like, and I thought that uh, you know a pretty easy out for this would have LeBron just tell his kid go, go talk to your mom and she will tell you that that you're being manipulated and she's right there yeah like yeah the the family idea like it's pretty loose because it feels like the the way they set things up the family dynamic is not that strong it's not just about kind of a like a an argument or something like it feels and like you said i think when the the rest of the family shows up for the game. Like that would have a bigger impact to the, to the kid and to LeBron. You think like it's, it's just, Oh, they're there too. Oh yay, They're there too. And uh, they're part of the bet now or something like that. It's, it's really not a well-written movie at all. No, it is. Although I I did enjoy the, uh, the uh, Anthony Davis eyebrow joke. I did. Yeah, you did. Now comedy. Did they know? I can't remember that he was going to be in this when he wore the that's all folks shirt before his exit from new Orleans. That was a big thing. Remember? Probably. 
I don't I'm know. sure LeBron said, hey, we're going to do this movie. <laughs> I think they cast him in this so that it made that shirt look uh, less mean to the people of New Orleans. <laughs> that all this casting was about was PR redemption. So he could say, oh, I only wore that shirt because I knew I was going to be in Space Jam. I do not like Anthony Davis. Yeah, maybe. No, I know you don't. So, uh, anything else to say regarding uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy? Um, no. It is not a good movie, and uh, we'll see if I buy it in 4K <laughs> next year. <laughs> I might. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no it, it's not a good $10. movie. It's, uh... I'll wait till it's $10 physical media before I decide to reevaluate it. There was a lot so what of. Do you, what do you give it out of two balls? The screenwriting list was insane. Like, there's four. I didn't watch the credits for the original. Uh, four people story credits and six writers on the movie. It's pretty crazy. I would give wow. it a half a ball. I, did, I didn't. I will also give it half a ball. So now together we're a Josh Crack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you ready for some uh, sack time? Yeah. If you want to uh, send us an email or a question, you can uh, email us at uh, bulgingpodcast at uh, gmail.com. You can uh, reach me on Twitter, The Gas Man Lives, or at bulgingpodcast. Frank, still not on Twitter? Nope. So the first one, uh, actually, Patrick sent us three questions. Okay. Uh, do you guys like disc golf? Is the first question. I've never played it. I'm curious to play it. I was playing Frisbee at the beach the other day, and I'm like, I really like Frisbee. And I had a thought, I should try disc golf. I don't know if I will, but there is a course in St. Catharines, very close to us. And the uh, I've also never played, but I've thought about it. And the second part of his question, if the two of us played each other, who do you think would win? My frisbee tosses were very accurate at the beach. That's all I'm going to say. So, I think I would win. Uh, what do you think? Next question. Hey, you can't. You got to answer the question. Oh, uh, you would win. Oh, come on! That's no fun. Yeah. Uh, has Frank retired from bowling? Uh I wouldn't say retired, but I haven't bowled in a while. Yeah. And uh, is Greg still doing volleyball? Um, like, yes. However, I've taken a break because of COVID nineteen. Uh, but this winter, uh, we'll be back playing. I'm playing softball though. I have three games this week. That's exciting. Yeah. What position do you play? Pitcher. Nice. Throwing the heat. Just lobbing them up there, <laughs> hitting the board. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, Patrick's last question: What? Olympic sport would you bomb out of the Olympics? And even more importantly, what sport would you bring in? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I just think it's weird that there's a million swimming and running events. Like, I think that's kind of the, I, I kind of get sick of all that stuff, but I don't, I don't know. I guess I have no answer to this. I don't care about the Olympics at all. I, I'm, uh, I, I guess I would uh, I would get rid of the high jump. Really? Out of the Olympics, yes. 
I like the high jump. You know what? And, I'm uh, going to get rid of the triple jump. Oh, that was my specialty in school. I and feel they, like it was the event I did kind of well at, at track and field because no one else did it. You could only pick so many events. And true. The triple jump sucks, so I'll do that. What what sport would I bring in? Uh, I forget the name of it, but it's uh, it's popular, and you see people at the beach playing it all the time. It's that small... Spike ball? Spike ball, that's it. Spike ball is what I would bring into the Olympics. I'd bring cornhole. I've been playing a lot of cornhole. Oh, cornhole. There's, a, there's cornhole leagues. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right. Uh, there's actually quite a few Olympics questions. Uh, our next question comes from uh, <laughs> comes from Brandon. Hey, guys. What are your thoughts on the four new Olympic sports? Skateboarding, surfing, sport climbing, and karate. First of all, I was blown away that karate was a new sport. I could have sworn that it had been around forever. And uh, as far as the other opinions ones, on this, <laughs> do you want to talk about it at all? These, uh, like, no, about the karate thing. And well, yeah, like obviously, time. you know, my my goddaughter is is a world champion in in karate and had been training very hard. Uh, for these Olympics in Tokyo and, you know, things happened obviously. And uh, so she wasn't able to continue her training, but um, you know, she has the ability and uh, her coaches think she would have a great opportunity in 2024, but it doesn't look like Paris will be continuing with karate in their Olympics, which is super disappointing. That Olympics that is not going to have karate then. Yes. They've already decided that. More than likely, that's not going to carry over. Yes. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Super disappointing. She's really disappointed because, uh, you know, she would have an opportunity to, you know, compete for Canada, which would have been super cool. And then I would go to Paris and I would uh, go to these Olympics and then also check out Disneyland Paris. And, uh, but you know, she was judo for a long time, right? No, always, always karate. Always karate? I don't know why. Yeah. Judo for some reason. But uh, yeah, she is. Uh, she has many, many world championships in, in karate. She's very talented. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, but as far as skateboarding, you know, it's been around in the X Games, so it's nothing new. I mean, uh, what's the what's the winter one that I can't think of? Not s- snowboarding. Yeah, snowboarding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was like, uh, did you mean snowboarding? And uh, you know, surfing is. I guess that's a little strange. Sport climbing is is really bizarre to me. Now, is that a timed thing? Because I, 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 I believe so. If it's timed, I like it. If it's judges, I, I have no interest. It's no. I'm pretty sure it's timed. But like I want to see stuff like uh, like I, I don't like anything judged. Like when it's no. judges determining sure. winner, I like somewhat defined results. Like I want them to be outdoors on like dangerous cliffs. Like in Cliffhanger. I want the American Gladiators. <laughs> oh, I think that's pretty similar to what they're doing. But do you want the Gladiators chasing them? I guess I thought it would be in my head when you said it first. I thought it would be on a rock wall or like a simulated rock wall. Like that's part of the the sport, like finding or understanding the grips. and From... And- from the the training that I've seen people doing, they do train on things similar to American Gladiators. So, okay. right. I, you know, uh, 
And uh, yeah, you hate the Olympics. And uh, he said, so how much of the Olympics will you be watching? I won't be watching a lot, but I will try to watch both indoor and beach volleyball. And uh, it's from Brandon. Oh, from Milwaukee. Buxton six is how he signs off his email. And then uh, the last one is from Sam. And uh, also an Olympics question. Man, people love the Olympics. You don't love the Olympics, I have not watched a second. That's all right. Um, His last question is, do you have a favorite Olympic sport that only you follow during the Olympics? Uh, He's trying to decide right now. And so far, water polo and volleyball are the ones that grab me. Go with volleyball. 100% volleyball is super fun to watch, both indoor and beach, men's and women's. It's very exciting. Um, you know, there's there's no possibility of drowning. It's it's wonderful to watch. And Frank, nothing for you? Um, no, I don't follow. No. I guess I might watch the gold medal basketball game. Sure, or uh, some medal games for that. But that's about it. Uh, yeah. So uh, thanks for your questions. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, you know, a, a good number of them based on the uh, the short notice that uh, we always give you when it comes to uh, questions. And, and once again, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter, the gas man lives and uh, balljunkpodcast is how you can uh, get us your questions. Frank, we've come to the end of episode 47 in honor of the great Stefan LeBeau. And it's time for you to take the gas pedal. Are you ready? I am ready, sir. All right, here we go. Start the clock. Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson reported to training camp Sunday in order to avoid a $50,000 daily fine. Will he still be part of the Texans organization at the end of the season? No. USA men's basketball opened the Olympics with a loss to France. Is this the final nail in the coffin for the expected dominance of USA basketball? No. Toronto Argonauts linebacker Bear Woods says he feels violent about the upcoming CFL season on a scale of 1 to 10. Rate his grammar. (laughs) Four. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is noncommittal at this time that I wrote this regarding the Packers this season. Will he be quarterback for the Packers? Will he quarterback another team? Or will he become the new host of Jeopardy? Packers, 100%. And I would have said that regardless of what I heard today. I am loving the shitty Orioles season, but Frank, who should I be most excited about? Trey Mancini, Ryan Mountcastle, or the great Cedric Mullins? Trey Mancini. Nice. Derby included. Wayne Gretzky and Steve Nash are part of the ownership team of the National Lacrosse League franchise in Vegas. New expansion franchise. What should the team name be? The Outlaws, the Gamblers, or the Posse? Hmm the posse nice i feel like i've heard versions of the other ones before well the outlaws was the xfl and the posse was the old cfl team there's already a posse i didn't didn't know yeah i don't finally to be honest but well those were all my choices i know (laughs) and finally as we said earlier italy won the euro cup and you know that i celebrated that frank if you could celebrate with the perfect italian meal what would that be Veal Parmesan and spaghetti. Nice. That sounds delicioso. Frank, it's been an incredible episode. We'll see you guys for episode 48, our NFL preview. Balls. Balls.